This is Chandler Wallop for Boxing Social in association with Betfreds and today I am delighted to be joined by Magic Matthew Hatton on a Zoom call of all things. Um, first of all Matt, how are you doing? I'm not too bad thanks, it's uh, obviously di difficult times for people at the minute but uh, cracking on best we can really, keeping myself busy, keeping myself active so uh, no, like, like I've just been saying, first couple of weeks uh, Great, you know, getting getting little jobs done that that need doing, spending time with the kids, etc. Where when you're busy, as you know, you you know you don't get time during the week sometimes. But I've got to be honest, I'm sort of like, I'm running out of jobs to do now, and uh, just uh, keen to, to to crack on and and go back to day to day life, really. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, how have you been keeping yourself busy? I mean, I've seen some footage of like you and your family like you've been teaching them a couple of uh, boxing drills and taking them on the pads and things uh sort of like things like that been keeping you entertained yeah i mean uh like i say doing training going running you know uh my little boy's more into his football really he hasn't really shown much of an interest in the boxing which you know I'm, I'm glad about really you know difficult game boxing but i think boxing is is something that that's great for kids um, so I've been doing a little bit of boxing in the garden, set up a few little circuits, and and again just trying to make the best of uh, of the time. You know, it's uh, it's difficult at the minute. You know, a lot of time to to think about your life and, and contemplate things and, and spending time with me uh, with my kids, obviously. But it's so important, you know, to to keep up the training and and, and try and keep positive. You know, uh, I think you always one work. You know, no matter how you're feeling, a bit low and. and not feeling great you do a, you get a little workout in and, and you're feeling better almost instantly so I think training is really important in times like this mate mm. yeah I mean in terms of boxing like we've seen a number of shows cancelled postponed you know pushing the uh, AJ Pula I think was the most recent one that's now hasn't got a new date as of yet but that was June 20th it seemed like a safe date when do you really sort of see boxing returning well, you know, you, you hear all sorts and, you know, you, you, you're watching the bulletins day on a daily basis and I'm far from, from an expert, really. I, I think, I was, I, was, I was watching Martin Lewis actually the other day and, uh, you know, like he said, the government has, has put pin, things in place, you know, helping people financially and things like that. And they seem to be going off a three-month sort of time scale, you know, helping people out for, you know, they've got in their heads about three months. And I think realistically, um, I, I think we are looking about three, three months. I mean, some people saying it could be longer, some people saying it could be shorter, but I don't think that's a bad gauge, really. I, I, I hope that we'll, we'll get some contests and, and the boxing can kick, kick back off probably in about three months' time. Um, and obviously, just before self-isolation, it was kind of a little bit of luck, really. You had Damien Chambers coming away with a win of the Central Area title. Um, dramatic fight. It did, it did have a look at it. And, uh, yeah, well, how would you assess Damien's performance? Well, we were so glad to get it in because as it was getting closer and closer, uh, I was expecting them to, to pull the plug on it at any stage. And I, I think that might have been... A, too sure on this whether it was the last show um, in the country I'm not too sure but it's certainly got to be one of the last shows so very lucky to, to get it in really as you've, as you've touched on there Chandler any boxing fans you know it's on YouTube tap it in there Damien Chambers versus Jay Farrell 
if you want to get your boxing fix because it was really it was a cracking contest. Um, just gutted it never got on Box Nation. It was originally due to due to show it. You know uh, that would have been uh, great. But again, boxing fans, if if you want in your boxing fix, fixed uh, Damien Chambers against Jay Farrell. Uh, two rounds of absolute carnage, to be fair. Both hit the deck. Uh, but it was always going to be one of those fights. Um, you know, both guys, not very experienced amateurs, both very powerful, explosive fighters. Uh, and it was always going to be one of those fights. Um, but, yeah, pleased with Damien. Again, so much to learn. And he'll learn a lot from that fight. But Damien is such an exciting fighter to watch. You know, he's not the, the complete article. Far from it. Only Again, only eight amateur fights. But phenomenal punch power and, and, and to watch his absolute box office. So um, I really enjoy working with Damien. He's got a great work ethic and uh, as, a, as his coach, but as a boxing fan as well, he's someone who uh, I do get excited when it comes to, to fight night. I really enjoy watching him in the gym uh, and on fight night. So uh, boxing fans need to check out that fight, definitely. Absolutely. Yeah, definitely recommend that. It was a, it was a very fun war to watch. Um, <laughs> Just, to, just in terms of Damien, I mean, I understand, obviously, with currently what's going on, it's kind of hard to when imagine he'll be next out and things like that. But uh, what's sort of next for Damien? When can you sort of see him challenging the likes of uh, Riyakpour, Billam Smith, um, Dion Juma? Like, what sort, of, what, what sort of time frame would you give Damien to move up to that domestic level? Well, it's one of those where the cruiserweights do seem to move quickly, really. There's not that many cruiserweights out there to begin with. Um, I was glad the Jay Farrell fight come around uh, for Damien. It was actually Jay who, who, who wanted to, to, to fight Damien. And so fair play to both boys. You know, they, they, we, you know I worked with Steve Wood on that fight. Dead easy to work with Steve. You know, he's, he's, he's straight as an arrow. He's a good guy. Um, so the, the cruiserweights do tend to move quickly and it's very difficult to match Damien because he does have phenomenal punch power. Um, so I was glad that fight came around again. Going back to the old school, really, I think it's, a, you know, you don't see many area title fights these days, you know, and I would like to see them creep back in because I, I think it's, you know, it brings the best out. You know, you've got the local rivalry. It was like Manchester uh, against Liverpool. It was a cracking atmosphere. It was absolutely rammed on the night. And it was a great win, obviously, for, for Damien. Um, so those guys that you've mentioned there, I do think Damien's a little bit away from those guys, to be perfectly honest. Um, but I don't think he's, he's, he's that far away. Uh, I think a good move now, Damien, uh, I know uh, Dion Juma is, uh, is the English champion. Um, I think he's due to fight uh, Richard Riappour uh, for the British title. Um, but I do think English title, you know, if, if Juma vacates that title to move forward, I'd like to think, you know, Damien's well up there in the rankings now. He's the central area champion. There's a, new, there's a few other cruiserweights. But English title, I'd like, I certainly see Damien fighting for the English title before the end of the year. It is certainly the, the way I'd like to go with him anyway. Okay, brilliant. Um, move on to Campbell Hatton. Um, your nephew. Uh, so I actually spoke to Campbell a good, I think it must be coming on to two years ago now. And he seemed very keen, very adamant to turn professional pretty much as soon as possible. Um, obviously, I understand that he's had a kid since then. So that would obviously, you know, weigh up his decisions and things. But um, 
how has he developed over these past couple of years? Well, he, he's developed really well over the last, um, you know, both myself and Ricky have always been mindful of, of pushing Campbell um, because, you know, he's got to want to do it for himself. So we've always taken a, a back seat, really. And um, how, obviously, over the last couple of years, we, we're doing more and more work with Campbell. You know, we could see he really wanted it. He really wanted it. He's, he's, he's a very, very dedicated Campbell. He trains very hard. And he's really coming on. So we we made, you know, we had a chat, me and Rick, and we said, right, now's the time we need to get a little bit more involved. You know, we can see he wants it. He really wants to give it a good go. So we're spending more time time with him now. And uh, he's come over, he's come on tremendously over the last couple of years. Um, and again, one thing that I do, he, Campbell's like Rick. He's a real character, you know, you've met him a few times, Chandler. He's, he's a real character. Um, just like his dad, he likes to enjoy himself. But when you get him in the gym, I've got, I've got, I've got to pat him on the back. You know, he really does put the effort in the gym. He's a very, very hard trainer, um, very dedicated, and he's shown a lot of determination. And uh, he's really coming on, Campbell. Um, Campbell will be better suited to, to to professional boxing. You know, there's, there's no doubt about that. Um, he's 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 working with professionals. He's sparring with professionals, and we could turn we could turn Campbell over tomorrow, and and he'd do well in the professionals, but. I'm really excited about Campbell and, you know, obviously there's big expectations uh, with Campbell. I want Campbell, when he does turn professional, to people not to just look at him and think, yeah, he is, he's decent, he's, he's a decent kid. I want people, when they first see Campbell going to the professional, to say, wow, what, you know, what, what and, and Campbell has got it, you know, obviously uh, trying to be as impartial uh, as I possibly can be in his uncle. But Campbell's got it and, and uh, you know, if he keeps doing what he's doing, keeps listening, keeps learning and, and applying himself like he is, the world's Campbell's oysters. So even though he's not quite ready to turn professional yet, I, I don't think it'd be too much, too too long before you, you do see Campbell at the uh, professional scene. And uh, uh, again, something I'm looking forward to. Brilliant. Um, I mean, just just on that, obviously, you uh, you just see that he will turn professional at some point soon. Um, how how do you sort of prepare him for that, to turn over to the professional? I mean, obviously, as Ricky's son, there will be a lot of expe expectation naturally. Um, how do you prepare him from that and how do you sort of step him up to the professional game? Well, it's one of them where Campbell's already working with professionals. Like I say, I, I train him a couple of times a week. He's doing a couple of days a week with his dad. He's sparring with some of my professionals. He's sparring with some of Ricky's. I'm taking him to different gyms and he's sparring with different people. So the the reality is Campbell could turn professional, you know, tomorrow. Uh, we could apply for his licence and, and get him going. And uh, Campbell would be more than capable of, of, of handling himself. But again, I think we've got to learn from mistakes. Campbell's had about 30 amateur bouts now. Looking back on my own career, not like Ricky. Ricky was 18 when he turned professional, but, you know, vast amateur experience, 75 bouts, box for England, etc. Myself, I only had 22 amateur contests, turned professional early at 19. And with hindsight, I should have stayed amateur a little bit longer. So, again, we've got to look at those things, not make the same mistakes uh, with Campbell. But 
Campbell boxes like a professional anyway. He's training like a professional. He's sparring some good guys. We're taking him to different gyms. So even though Campbell is still an amateur, realistically, he's training like a professional now. So when we decide to make the move with Campbell, it won't be a case of having having him in the gym for six months before he turns pro. When we decide that the, the time's right to, to push the water and turn professional, we'll get him going as soon as possible. And uh, like I say, I don't think it will be... He, he's not quite there yet, but it won't be too long away. And I I think he'll take to it like a duck, duck from water, I really do. I think he's got a, a bright future, as you've touched on before, a real character. He's a real likeable character, Campbell. But most importantly, he can fight and uh, there's going to be a big expectation on his shoulders, obviously, you know, of who his dad is. That was something that I had to put up with throughout my career. Um, you know, big expectations for me. I didn't have much amateur experience. I was learning on the job and it was difficult. Um, so, it's always a double-edged sword, um, you know, yes, being Ricky's son, uh, who he is, uh, you know, brings large expectations, but again, on the flip side, it will open the doors, you know, it, for him, you know, uh, Campbell will get the best of training, you know, be on big shows, very difficult for a lot of the guys running around selling tickets, especially early in, early in his career. Campbell's already got quite a good fan base, to be fair. You know, very popular on social media and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, there will be big expectations for, for Campbell. But on the flip side, the doors are going to be there, you know. And he, but he's got to be good enough to walk through himself. And uh, I'm not just saying it. I know he is good enough to, to, to do it. You know, it's just... Uh, not just a, a novelty, you know, Campbell can really fight. He's really, really coming on. He wants it. He's determined. And uh, I think he's got a very, very, you know, again, trying to be as impartial as he possibly can. Campbell's got a bright future. You know, we're seeing something similar now with Conor Ben doing really well. And I, I look forward, you know, I'm following his journey and, and enjoying it. And, uh, you know, um, like I say, won't be too long and Campbell's going to hit the scene. And uh, like I say, big expectations, but he can back it up. He really can. Brilliant. Uh, let's just move on to a couple of uh, fights that are coming up, I suppose is the way to word it. It yeah, might be a few months' time. <laughs> um, but some that are uh, confirmed and some that are possible fights. Uh, most recently, a former opponent of yours, uh, Kel Brook, has stated his interest in fighting Terence Crawford. Do you feel like that's a good move for Kel Brook? Obviously, he's moved up to 154, so he'd be moving down. Do you think Terence Crawford is the right fight to motivate him to make 147 one more time? Not really, I've got to be honest, because I've, I've fought for, for, for quite some time now. For me, Kel Brook is a light middleweight. He, he, his best weight is at light middleweight. And for me, he should have moved up to the light middleweight um, possibly some time ago, because I really do believe at light middleweight, uh, you know, going off Kel's last couple of fights, um, you know, Kel's a very, very good fighter. Um, and at light middleweight, you know, is he as good as he once was? Mm, may, maybe not, you know. Um, had a lot of tough fights. The Gennady Golovkin fight, I, I think, was never quite the same after that. But don't get me wrong, Kel, Kel Brook's still a very good fighter, a very dangerous fighter. And if you ask me, could Kel Brook win a world title again at light middleweight? My answer would be yes. I, I, I think I think he could, but to move back down to one four seven eight against Terence Crawford, in my opinion, in my humble opinion, wouldn't be a good move. I think you know at light middleweight, 
you know, you look at a few of the champions at light middleweight currently holding the belts. Would you give Kel Brook a chance against them? Of course you would. You'd give him a chance against any of them guys. So, for me, I'd like to see Kel Brook um, stay, but concentrate at light middleweight. And I'm pretty confident he could win another world title at light middleweight. I don't like the Crawford fight. I don't like going back down to, to welterweight for him personally. But, you know, he's got a good team around him who know him better than me. But that's just my opinion. I mean, if it, I mean, because it does seem quite likely that he is quite motivated to make one four seven. If that fight did play out, how would you expect it to go? I think Terence Crawford's one of the best pound for pound fighters in the world, isn't it? Um, some people might even have him at the very top. You know, that's what quality fighter he is. Um, so, like you say, one of the best pound for pound fighters in the world, and, and I, I have no doubt Kel wouldn't be comfortable at welterweight. So. You know, like I say, I really rate Kel Brook, really do. I think he's a quality fighter. He always has been the special one, his nickname, and he is a special fighter. But I wouldn't like his chances going into that one, being perfectly honest. Um, just as we mentioned him, obviously, Terence Crawford, I mean, his name has been linked with Errol Spence Jr. for a very long time now, and I think fans are so desperate to see that fight. Um, and even... With everything that's currently going on, I think a lot of people have kind of seen it in a, in a good light that, you know, people want to see these fights quicker. And I think fighters will be more obliged to take those big fights quicker. Um, do you see that fight happening anytime soon? Mm, like I say, diffi difficult, um, difficult one to, to see at the minute, especially with the spend. You know, I'm not too sure how his, uh, how his re recovery is going. Um, but like you say, that two great fighters, two great fighters. If you know Spence can uh, recover from from the uh, horrific injuries he, he suffered in in the car crash, you know, down the line, you know, if he could get a couple of fights back, show that he was somewhere near where he was, then it'd be a fantastic match, wouldn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Um, how would you see that one going? Um, again. Let, let, let's put it this way, if we looked at um, Spence, you know, prior to when the, um, when, when the car crash happened, you know, if, hopefully, fingers crossed, he, he can get back to somewhere where he was. Again, with, with those two guys, you know, you, you, very hard to split them, wouldn't it? You, you'd probably call that a 50-50. I mean, I would slightly still favour Crawford, but certainly much. <laughs> I won't be putting any money on it, let, let's put it that way. So, Fingers crossed that um, that Spence can get get some back, you know, get back to where he he, he was because he's a fantastic fighter. And, and like you say, maybe that's a matchup we can see down the line. Absolutely. Um, also, there was uh, Canelo versus Billy Joe Saunders. Obviously, as far as we're aware, everyone was kind of saying that it was agreed. Um, they were just mm -hmm. waiting to announce it. But obviously, with everything that's gone on, uh, they have to have to postpone that fight. Um, but obviously, there's also been stuff in the news about Billy Joe Saunders. But do you feel like Billy Joe Saunders, a lot of people say that he has a style to cause Canelo problems and possibly beat him. Do you see that? Absolutely. Um, I'm a big fan of Billy Joe Saunders. Um, he does a lot of training down at my brother's gym um, now. So, obviously, luckily enough to, to get to watch him be training, sparring. And he's a fantastic fighter. And uh, again, so is, so is Canelo. Um, I do think style-wise, though, like you, like you've touched on there with the with the speed, with the movement, the uh, the southpaw skills, the fast feet. 
I think he definitely has got the. I mean, for me, Alvarez, there's nobody to touch him in and around that that way. For, that's that's just my my opinion. But if you was picking somebody out there who could cause him trouble and difficulty, Billy so Billy Joe Saunders is probably up there, if not right at the top of the list for for guys who who who, who could really test him and really trouble him, whether he could beat him or not. I'm not too sure, but he could certainly give him uh, give him nightmares. Let's put it that way. There was also a rumor about between uh, Canelo and Triple G. Um, I think September was uh, the planned date if that was to go ahead. Also, some things uh, coming out about it being next year in May. Um, do you feel like Triple G could overtake Billy Joe Saunders as an opponent, or do you think Canelo Saunders will still happen? Yeah, I mean, again, I don't know the ins and outs. Uh, like you say, look, it was lucky again. Um, it was looking that the Billy Joe Saunders Canelo was pretty, pretty much looked like a, a done deal. Um, so fingers crossed for Billy that it, it still is the case. But uh, stranger things have happened in, in boxing. Maybe um, Triple G, you know, could hijack it and we could see a third fight between him and Canelo. But no, Billy Joe Saunders has been a quality fighter, been unbeaten for a long, long time now. And I think we've all been saying it for a long time. We need, he needs that big test, that big fight and that big payday. Um, so, no, fingers crossed that Billy, Billy Joe can, can get the fight against Canelo because he, he certainly deserves it. And uh, he's certainly given, yeah, he has got the style to, to cause him problems. There's no doubt about that for me. Yeah. Um, just quickly on Golovkin, I mean, I think it's fair to say that his last performance against Derevyanchenko wasn't his best. Um, definitely showed signs of ageing and all the, you know, brilliant fights that he has put on are sort of taking its toll. It's taken a bit of battery life out of him is what it seems like. Um, do you feel like Triple G can do anything to come away with a win against Canelo? No, I don't. Unfortunately, again, Golovkin been such a good fighter, hasn't he, over the years? But he was like a, he was like a wrecking machine at, at, when he was in his peak. One, he was just going through guys and and, and quality fighters like a knife through butter. Uh, you know, he's had two fights against Alvarez now, uh, not got a decision. And for me, Alvarez, he's he's still getting better. Where Golovkin slightly on the decline for me now. So. Um, no, it, again, if, if those two were, came across each other uh, again, which could well happen, you know, and, and Canelo got a great team behind him, you know, very smart guys, very shrewd guys, make the right moves for him at the right time. You know, there's a strong possibility that we could see Canelo uh, against Triple G for the third time. But I think they'd be a much called more conclusive winner this time. I think I, I, I'd, I'd fancy uh, Canelo to, to, to beat Golovkin pretty strongly this, next time. Um, just thinking that the last time I actually saw you was back in December, so I haven't actually had a chance to catch up with you about Wilder Fury 2, um, so let's just start with that. Um, what did you make of Tyson Fury's sensational performance out there in Las Vegas? It was really great to see. Oh, well, you picked the perfect word there, sensational it was. I mean, even though I did fancy Tyson to win, um, I thought he was going to do more or less what he did in the first fight, box, move. Um, obviously, he had better preparation in the gym, more time. But I thought, um, tactically, he was going to do a very similar kind of thing. 
uh, and I was listening to him on the build-up. You know, Tyson's a great talker. We we all know that, and he was telling everyone what he was going to do on the build-up. I was going to be more aggressive and push him on the on the back foot. And I've got to be honest, you know, I'll be the first to put my hand down. I, I thought it was mind games. I thought he was trying to get into his head, and uh, but he did exactly what he said, you know. And and when you fair play to him and, and his team, because when you when you take a step back and look at it from the outside, he's by far the bigger man. The stronger man, you know, Wilder's got that phenomenal punch power, we know that, but with such a big size weight advantage, you know, why not push him onto the back foot and, and, and sort of like bully him? Uh, and that's exactly what he did. So it was absolutely uh, fantastic. And to see, you know, what, how far Tyson's come now, you know, we've been watching the, the programmes on ITV where everyone's getting to see the, uh, the other side of him and... Uh, Tyson's a huge star now, isn't he? he? He sort of like transcended the sport, you know, uh, which is great for the sport. And uh, Tyson's a great guy, a great character, a great fighter. And uh, I wish him best, but sensational, as you, as you said, mate, really, really was fantastic. I mean, how far do you feel that Tyson Fury to go? I mean, I think he's obviously, he's mentioned it to numerous uh, media that, he doesn't really want to stick around for too much longer, he wants to have a few more fights and then get out. Um, but as far as his legacy will go, like how much can Tyson Fury achieve? Well, like you say, he's what a fantastic fighter. Um, like you say, unbeaten as well. Um, so, you know, what happens sometimes is when fighters retire, that's why sometimes we sit back and we assess and we go through it. We sort of like sometimes don't appreciate them when they're actually there and they're actually doing it. So it's not till they've retired and they've gone. You sit back and you think, wow, actually, look look at his record. Look who he's beaten here, you know, undefeated. I mean, as again, as I always say, even though I'm, I'm a, a boxing trainer, manager now, former fighter, at heart, I'm still a boxing fan and the one we want to see now. To cement his leg legacy would be the AJ fight. You know, how big could that fight be? It could. I wouldn't like to put a, a figure on it in, in monetary terms, how much fight, how much money that fight could generate, um, both at the gate on box office. Absolutely scary. And uh, for both them guys now, you know, to uh, we talk about legacies in, in, in boxing, um, that's the fight we really want to see now. And uh, I think a lot of times, you know, there's a lot of obstacles in the way of that fight, a lot of boxing politics, which is frustrating for, for the fans at times, but it's a huge, huge fight. And for me, you know, if you asked me a bit of time ago, would it ever get made with, you know, the different TV companies, different promoters, different personalities? Uh, would that fight get made? At the time, I was thinking, I just can't see it. But now, I just think it, it just makes sense, doesn't it? And it's just going to generate so much money for everybody involved. You know, the pie's going to be so big. There's some big slices to come out of there. I think that fight's too big not to not to get made now. So, fingers crossed it does get made. And um, either one of the guys can, can cement the legacy against each other there. And, you know, it, what, it'd be great if we could see one, two, possibly three of those fights, wouldn't it, depending on the... On the, on the first one, of course, but we've got to see it. We've got to see it. Yeah, brilliant. Uh, just final one here, Matt. I mean, just still on Fury AJ. How would you break down that fight as far as the styles coming together? How would it play out? Again, it's 
I'm a big fan of of um, both guys. Really, I've always been a big fan of, of of Tyson Fury, both in and out of the ring. You know, been fortunate to to meet him quite a few times, and and he's a real character. And and what you see is what you get with Tyson. There's no acting. Um, you know, he's a great character, and in in, in the ring. Such a fantastic fighter, so versatile. He can box, he can move, his defence is so good. And he showed in his last fight something that we haven't seen for a long time, how he got on the front foot. And and, and let's not beat around the bush. He, he, he beat up Wilder, didn't he? Um, AJ, again, I've always been a big fan of AJ. AJ's one of them guys, he's got a lot of haters out there. He really has. And I can't understand it because he, he he's, he's a great guy. Uh, he's done great things for the sport. He's a great fighter to watch. I know he, he, he lost to Andy Ruiz, but again, Joshua's... Um, I've always been a big fan of Joshua. Uh, I really have, and uh, just so keen to, to see that fight. Um, again, you know, Tyson's shown himself to be very versatile, as AJ has. You know, AJ at times has boxed and moved, and again, he's come onto the front foot, let his hands go, be more aggressive. So both fighters, really good all-rounders. Um, and again, a lot of people now would, would put Tyson Fury as a, as a favourite in, in that fight, as I would. I certainly don't think it's a formality, what a lot of people think now. I think it is a very close uh, close fight, a, a cracking matchup. But if, if, if I had to pick, pick one of them, I'd definitely go with Tyson Fury to, to win that. But how it would pan out, I'd have to think a little bit more about that because, like I've touched on there, both guys can be can be very versatile, two great all-round fighters there, and we just want to see it, don't we? Absolutely. Um, can I push you for a prediction as far as will it go ending knockout or will it go to points? How do you see it, that, that sort of way going? Again, I think... I don't think it'd be. I don't think we'd see uh, either man blow the other guy away. I, I, think it, I think it's a fight that would probably go some rounds. And for me, while the fight was happening, I don't think there'd be much between the two guys. I, I really don't. I think it'd be a very good fight, an entertaining fight, very close. I think it'd sort of like it'd be quite. You could see it, you know, one way or the other. I think the fight would go rounds, probably eight, nine rounds. Um, but I do think Fury slightly the better fighter, and uh, I would go with Fury to, to possibly force a late, latish stoppage, eight, nine, ten rounds possibly. But until he, for me, when he did stop him, I think up until then, I think you're looking at a very close fight. I don't think there'd be much between him on the scorecards. I think it's a great matchup, and although I do make, you know, along with most people, make Fury. Uh, a favourite. Um, I don't think it's. Uh, I don't think he's a heavy favourite like people are, are saying now. I think it's. Uh, it's a really good matchup. And again, I wouldn't really like to pick a winner, but Fury for me. Okay. Well, Matthew Hatton, thank you very much for your time as always. No. Any time, mate. It's not like I'm busy at the minute. <laughs> <laughs> um, obviously, just the un. During these uncertain times, just want to wish you and your family the best and um, wish you well during all this uh, self-isolation and everything. And uh, yeah, hope to see you soon in the flesh, uh, real soon. Nice one, Chandler. Thank you. And, and you take care, mate. Nice to speak to you.